the side of the road. Side of the road. Side of the road. I don't want to be here, but I got no home. She got no home. She got no home. I got to go home to my wife, but all I want to do is keep living my life. Selling my fish on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. And welcome to Small World's <laughs> Podcast. My name's Corey O'Flanagan. And my name is Soulful Leanne Davidson. <laughs> soul full of soul. Yeah, so much soul. Endless amounts of soul. That's it, yeah. So much Just soul. One, of those, <laughs> one of those songs you write when you're coming home with a decent wine buzz on a scooter in the middle of nowhere in Sri Lanka and you see a guy selling fish on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, that, that song we pretty much sang every day in Sri Lanka because we'd always go past someone selling some fish and hey, we're weird and it kept us entertained. Yeah, definitely weird. <laughs> um, so this uh, podcast episode has absolutely nothing to do with fish, Sri Sadly. Lanka, or anything, but it has to do with music. Yeah, so it's kind of relevant. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some of our uh, close friends... Um, Lisa Schoenberg and Mr. Anthony David Brisson of scoring all of our lovely travel videos yes. fame. Check him out at Coordination Music. Yeah, he's got a bunch of, bunch of good stuff and um, about to set out and release that new album, so we are looking forward to that. Anyway, we sat down with Lisa and Anthony and um, talked about what it's like living life as a traveling band. Which I'd never heard anything about. I know it's hard to believe I'm not a musician, um, but this was really interesting as a non-musician to hear how life is on the road. Because I think when we think of tours and things like that, we're thinking of big buses, Money. huge <laughs> thing, you know, just a big stage set up and all that kind of stuff. And that is not what the majority of bands do. And they're piling a bunch of people and all their instruments into a van or whatever kind of apparatus you might have to carry everything and just booking their own gigs and, and just trying to entertain and go for it and this is their story all right so we are here with anthony and lisa of portland welcome welcome and we Hello. we're excited to have you guys thanks for being here within all all the quarantining and uh we're going to talk to these guys a bit about the uh life on the road as a small time traveling band yes around north america i don't think very many people know about that so no let's let's give it a whirl start off all right, so Anthony and Lisa, you guys have done numerous tours with different bands all over the country. Lisa, we are going to start with you today. What is one of your favorite memories of being on the road with the band? Um, what is? Um, probably playing house shows with my old bands, like um, showing up in, in small towns. Like, I remember Arcata, California, and there were some in the southeast that were great. Um, I remember one in in um, South Carolina that was amazing. But these house shows, these people that would, like, open their house to bands to play, it would always sound really good because the hardwood floors made the sound really amazing. Mm -hmm. And the crowds were really enthusiastic, and there was so much energy in the room, and, like, and they would always make sure we were taken care of. That was nice. a really good memory. Was that yeah. mainly in the South? Like, I'm imagining, like, a, when you said Carolina, imagine these, like, uh, these country houses with, like, the porch and then the dining room yeah, and yeah. an area for you to play piano and drums. And... No, that was, like, I remember, those are, I mean, different kinds of houses. A lot of houses with porches and stuff, for sure. Okay. But it was all over the country. Like, small, you know, 
But we would play, Anthony, we played, we played basement huh? shows in Milwaukee. Okay, that's pretty cool. So, like, that was yeah. the thing then, where you'd have, like, a bunch of people in the basement, and there'd be, like, just a crazy party going on, the band would be going, people would be coming, like, just dumping beers on your head and spray painting the basement all around you. Is that similar to your experience, Lisa? Yeah, yeah, like crazy yeah. stuff. I actually played an attic show in Milwaukee once in oh, a house. Cool. It was this enormous attic, and um, there were like tons of people up there. It was really fun. It was one of these shows I'm talking about. I mean, there's probably like 200 shows that fit into this category. Yeah, <laughs> so they're very, very. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, what about you? Very. What's one of your favorite memories? Uh, yes, I'm going to have to go with a similar situation, and that is all of the strange shows and that those are the best things that stick out like the strange, strange places that you get to play um like house shows i played in a cave by the ocean oh, that's cool. in san francisco once <laughs> that's cool i um, like that you know just like uh bombing bars as the dim peepers used to call it where you just you have your instruments that you can carry, and then you run into the bar and just start playing. <laughs> <laughs> have you done one of those recently? I have to ask. When's the no, last time you yeah. did one of those? It takes it's it's a it's a special type of portable uh, musician okay. that can pull. It off. That's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> you know, like how are you supposed to show up with? Like a uh, uh, an electric rock band, you know, and just like yep. you know, Anthony, a, bar, you a know, real electric possible. rock band, it wouldn't stop them. They'd carry that bass. They'd carry a security guard along their heads. <laughs> well, sure, they'd, sure, they'd sure. squat them in. Just gotta find an outlet. <laughs> yeah. Anything's possible. Do you have any power for my yeah, Mac? You run in. You run in that, that people are checking sound and uh, <laughs> <laughs> get shut down right away. Yeah. You Fair. need to go in and Fair. start playing. Like instantly, as you're walking in, you need to you need to start playing as you're walking in. That's like and I absolutely hope people start dancing, or else you're gonna get kicked out. Ah, uh, there's a you know there's a fifty fifty <laughs> chance that you're gonna get kicked out anyway. I've never even heard of that bar bombing. Have you ever done that, Lisa? A bar bomb? No, I've never heard done, of it. I've I've never heard of it either. But I've done like busking quite a lot. Which okay, is cool. Some, but some of it ends up like some, like we our favorite busking spot. My band Kickball, my band The Strangers. Our favorite busking spot was at the Twenty Fourth and Mission Bart Station in San Francisco. So we scheduled it into our tours, just like any other show. We're like that day we'll go to the Bart, and um, there was an electrical outlet in one of the bus stops. And you could, like, if you brought the right tools, you could just easily open it. And then we'd set up our amps and the drum set, and we'd start playing. And we'd always share it with one other band, like local friend band. Yeah. And we'd do two songs each, two songs each. And this huge crowd would gather, like an amazing audience. And then, no fail, about 40 minutes in, and we knew it would happen. The cops would come. Mm -hmm. But it was cool because they'd be like, okay, two more songs. Okay? <laughs> and then, okay, two more. Okay, two more. Nice. And I was like, all right, yeah. no problem. Let's, pl cool. let's play some long songs. That's nice. Go on a jam session. <laughs> <laughs> Great for that. That's no. It was so great. What's the um? I got. Yeah. I'm kind of curious about the differences between planning a tour versus planning a vacation, because a tour seems like it's very, very like regimented, and you're like, we know which cities we're gonna go to. We we're gonna plan yeah. ahead which venues we're gonna go to, but there's all this in between time too. 
and vacations, depending on how long they are, can be um, more planned out or more open. So I'm just kind of curious what you guys think the differences or similarities are there. Yeah. Tours are harder. Tours are harder. I mean, the thing is, I've gone on tours that were super chill, but like two days in between shows when we went hiking and camping. Mm. But like most tours aren't like that because maybe you know you as we've gotten a little bit not that old but as we've gotten older people have like a limit more limited amount of time to give mm -hmm. they, they may have other bands they're playing in and so you have to be like you know you have to pack it all in while you yeah. have the time yep. yeah so um it, some nights you don't sleep that much and there's always I mean, that's always like that i guess what i was i was thinking not like a timeline and everyone's comfortability you know, or, or comfortable level with like the crazy shit that you need to do to drive somewhere to mm -hmm. get to the show, to pull off the show, to find a place to stay. But think about if you had to organize every single stop on your travels with several different groups of people. Yeah. Yep. And, and the host. And the at host. this bar. Yeah. Yes. Certain time every single night you yeah. know it's just so much organization detail and there's a lot to keep track of i feel like when you're on vacation you know you ain't got shit to do huh? <laughs> you ain't got shit to do you're on vacation yeah, you're like if your bathing suit rips you get a new bathing suit oh no on <laughs> yeah like on tour if like you're oh, if you broke all your guitar strings and you don't have enough you like you yeah, need to go find new guitar strings, you know? Yeah. So, like, technical things happen. I mean, I think, I cannot remember the last tour I went on where the car did not break down once. Oh, really? Like, there's always... Uh, yeah, that yeah, kind of leads me That kind of leads me into my, my second or the third question. Um, it kind of loops back. You said your favorite memories were, like, going to these house parties or these kind of, like, house uh, jams or whatever. What's your worst for both of you? So we'll start with Anthony this time. What was your What's your worst memory you can think of about being on tour? And then Lisa, you you I, take it. Okay, I have two of them. <laughs> you have two worst memories. Ooh. Um, I don't mind playing to nobody, even though it's disappointing. Okay. And I've done it a lot. Okay. So. <laughs> And it's still fun because I enjoy playing music. Yeah, you're still but out there. When you, when you drive a really long distance and you really like put everything into being there on time. Yeah. And uh, you want a kick ass show. You want to give it all your energy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was something where it was such a long drive at a really hard time in the tour where everyone was really down Aww. and just hung over and fucking mad at each other. And no you know? one was there to work. And dirty. And we didn't sleep for four days, you know? <laughs> and we show up to Philadelphia and it was expected to be like this badass show at this, this venue that I think is really like dirty and, and cool grungy um, grungy but grungy and stylish kung fu necktie <laughs> uh, super nice and in a hey don't plug know, anything like, unless we're getting paid okay cool, cool. <laughs> well you reach out to we them before up, we release this and 
the band that we open up for is on the same label that the band that I was on. So it was supposed to be like this well-promoted show. They didn't tell anybody. We played to the bartender. Oh. And I think one or two of the band members hung out during our set. That's about it. Yeah. I, I can confirm as a bartender, the bartender really enjoyed that private showing and the lack of tips that the bartender earned was probably yes. paid in entertainment from your guys' show. So you were actually doing a public service there. So you, you know what? Good for you guys. Look at that English optimism. Well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking from a, a bartender. I've had a lot of bartender appreciation. Yeah, as a bartender and a waitress, I appreciate the band and you get to be the person that gets to request everything if they ask for for requests. I love rock music, so in the bars I work at, they always play rock and I'm like, I love this song, yeah, and they're always so much more fun and they want to do shots with you. It's so much fun. You would have been the bartender. Yeah. Yeah, right, I would have had a great time. He was not so excited to be uh, the only person there. You know what, more fool him. Um, Speak with musicians. I think what a lot of people have in their heads is the idea of like a, a big touring band, like the big tour bus and like mm-hmm. the comforts of all that and not really having like to. Someone else drives and all your meals are cooked. Oh, yeah. Everything's all done. You're all just getting high in the back. But because. like that. Exactly. And because I've known Anthony for so long, and then obviously you guys having toured with the secret drum band is something that is just like completely different from all that so i think that it's good to like paint a little bit of a picture for anybody that's listening about what this is actually like because i'm picturing one or two vehicles jam-packed with people and instruments and like it's 30 days of touring day in and day out with these people and it's like day one super exciting this is fucking awesome we're all having a great time what is day 30 like let's paint that picture (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um. You go first. <laughs> I mean, man. I would say okay. Go. People get weird about shit. Like people like find like I've done this too, and I'm just like, why am I doing this? Like you find your seat in the van. <laughs> why are you in my seat, like, motherfucker? Like, and if someone's sitting in it, you're like, no, that's my seat. I have my tote bag. I've been right there for seven days. Like, seven way. days. <laughs> This window's mine, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, like, things like that. I feel like... And then you, like, get to know everyone's, like, eating habits, dietary preferences, like, oh, yeah. how often they pee, <laughs> how urgently they need to pee. Is there, a toil- you know, like, is there a toilet on the back of the van usually, or is it, like, a, a no. squat on the side of the road? Okay, cool. No, but... but you would I all hate me. You would hate me. Here's what I think. This may be a good idea. Go through each band a little bit. Tell about your like travel rig, or like oh it was in a truck. Like, oh yeah, three people. And then, yeah, that's like, cool. That. Like different first... different types of travel. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, first sure. time it, it's different every single time. Yeah, for sure. Depending on budget, is that depending yeah, on the, budget yeah. and the size of the band, like how big the band yeah. are and the the people who are, yeah. are playing the band? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. My first couple tours, we would bring like we, we were usually two bands. We'd have like two bands touring together and sometimes I was in both bands and we just bring two vehicles what um kind of vehicles? What one time it was like or... this is a Volvo sedan and I think a pickup truck okay. 
And um, and what would have all the people, and what would have all like? Oh, the most food. of the gear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then another time we um did two pickup trucks, like two compact pickup trucks, and I don't know, we fit like way too many people. And then at night we just like they both had like the, the what's tent? it called that you keep the stuff in in the back? The camper. Camp the that you can lock, but it's not. It's a shitty lock. And so we park them back to back at night, so it'd be really difficult for anyone to like steal. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. Things from inside. Um, one time we went on a tour, there were four of us in one compact pickup and in the back, it was like the two main seats and then the back seats were those little flip floppy things that you, there were two of us there and we had to like intertwine our, we were sitting in the back and they like intertwine their legs. That was crazy. Into that was madness. <laughs> yeah. But then Secret Drum Band. Secret Drum Band has had cozier rigs. Because there's so many drums. Yeah. You know, we need like something massive. So one time we took a sprinter with a trailer. With a trailer. Okay. And the trailer had a separate section for our luggage and our drums. Ooh, so you fancy. Just, you know, which is nice. I know. Because otherwise, like, you We're have to. dream right now. Yeah. You need the luggage in the way of the drums because you need them with two different parts of the day, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we've taken large vans, um, a lot of vans. When you mean a large van, do you mean like a minibus? Like a 16-person, 16-passenger with like three rows of seats or two rows of seats mm -hmm. with people. Okay. And um, the rest so is like, all for equipment. Yeah, and then all the equipment is in the back. The wow. equipment is in the back. So that's like 12 people plus equipment or something like that. Something um, a lot, roughly, when, approximately. Superman. Five people. Five people. Oh, okay. Okay, so not even that. But it has okay. been up to seven people. We've gone on tour with seven. <coughs> nice. And then there's a whole other way of touring. There's like doing one-offs and flying mm -hmm. um, and borrowing gear and just carrying what you can on an airplane. Yeah. Um, there's that. Yeah. Would you prefer to fly or drive given the pros and cons of both? Obviously, if you fly, you have more comfort, but then you don't get to use your equipment. But if you drive, you have less comfort and you get to use your own equipment, which is your, which, which, if you had to choose one right now, what would it be? I think driving is better. I mean, I think driving? overall the carbon is like less with driving. True. Very Probably true. for that many people. And even if you fly, you need to get a car when you're there because you buy all the equipment and then you need to get a car to haul it around to the, whatever, if you're doing two or three shows, you need to haul it around. So, so. you would rather drive. You agree, so, Anthony? Depends on how far, but... Yes. What if you had to drive to Mexico? How many shows oh, is he doing yeah. along the way? I drive to Mexico, yeah. You do no shows in America, but you're doing three shows in Mexico. That's like one of the most beautiful drives. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. why I'm saying it. That seems good. I'm just checking. Yeah. I'm just we, checking. I'm checking we want them on our podcast. I, I, the do, I do prefer to play my own instruments because it's your baby. I like them so much. Yeah. yeah. It's your baby. You know? Okay, so I have another question. Obviously, you guys have to organize where your gigs are and what time they are, etc., etc., ahead of time. Are there usually huge drives between, like just a standard for bands? For example, you're in Portland. Are most of your gigs in the area? Or do you get some gigs that are out of state, etc.? Um, and when you do do the driving out of state, is it split up between people or is there one driver or is it ba different band yeah. members? So two questions um, there. Well, I feel like his, some of his bands in the past have like not even 
just just done like 10 12 hour drives without hesitation yeah but secret drum band now has like a six hour max okay rule that we try and stick to with maybe one exception or something on the road and, and if we have an exception we'll usually not play a show that night okay so like if we're driving eight hours we're probably not playing a show that night that's healthy that's um good. yeah safe and so um like or we'll even drive 10 hours and not play a show but yeah like we try and keep it under six and then i mean if we're going on tour we're usually doing a west coast tour that brings us like as far south as la mm-hmm. or san diego or even tijuana we've gone there or we can do like a northwest weekend we've done that we'll play like a couple shows like in washington and oregon okay um or we've done like um we did a northeast tour the last two years so we actually we drove across for one and actually did a few shows on the way out and then last time we flew out to the northeast and so the focus was on the northeast that corner okay um and who drives yeah. when you drive do you rotate the drivers or is this yeah is there always an allocated driver um usually we rotate just to nice. keep things like safe that's yeah. good um, that's fair how even how many times safe. do you drive usually Lisa? zero oh 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 not a big driver pound it lisa <laughs> you get to enjoy the views and have all the drinks <laughs> i don't have um, my license so I... oh well <laughs> but fair. hey you still get to have all the views and have all the drinks that's a really good I, reason I to not get your license i do i do a lot of the booking most of the booking yes yeah, so. that's fair What about the, um, what about accommodation? So you guys always book your, um, gigs and everything like that, but is accommodation just kind of up in the air and it's like, hopefully we know somebody in the city or we might. I used to do it that way. I used to like literally get on the mic on the show and be like, Hey, can we stay with anyone? But like, (laughs) don't like doing that anymore. (laughs) Did anyone ever say (laughs) yes? a lot of great friends that way. I have to say. Okay. So you guys, you guys are like rapping about that comment you don't know like how fucking rough and tough it literally gets i've been on month-long tours on national tours where we've only had set up places to stay in maybe 10 cities yeah and there's 30 shows yeah like the and everyone is usually so nice that yeah. they're like, you guys can totally stay with us. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. always someone or, that you up. But, um, you know, like it, it just, it just, it just depends. Okay. Every situation is. Well, we house, but, you know, we, actually, we used to house bands. But you must have a horror story yes. from that. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definite horror oh, stories. Bring, oh, <laughs> bring it. But can I just say? We don't do it like that anymore, really. We, we used to. always have a spreadsheet, and we have to say where we're staying. And if there's any places where we don't have a place to stay, we're like, okay, that's a hotel night. That's a hotel night, and we just go on like Priceline or Booking.com, yeah. and we yeah. find a cheap place. Um, In certain bands, and it depends on the group of people. I'm talking about Secret Drum Man. Yeah. Okay, yes, then yes, that is acceptable. And um, <laughs> if it's not on a spreadsheet, but we've I'm not had doing nightmares it. because. Sometimes you're, like, about to book a hotel and someone will be like, oh, you should stay with us. Because, actually, you don't have to go on the mic to ask. Because a lot of times people will offer, even if you have a place to stay. People will offer. Um, But one time, Pittsburgh, to talk about that. I would say take out the city. But tell them. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. You left enough of a pause for us to take out the city. Just start with one time and then we'll take it from there. One time we stayed with these wonderful, like, super sweet people, but they chain-smoked in their house. Mm. 
Anthony got along with him. That'd be like being in Europe. No! Happens a lot. <laughs> we all get along with them. Happens a lot. People who did wonderful things. But, um... But we just, that was kind of hard. I can see that. Yeah. And then one time, wait. Oh, one you know, another time. It's different situations. You know, every single night. A, we yeah. have a bandmate who I don't let book hotels anymore because, like, one time he's like, "Let me do it this time." <laughs> He was like, let me do it this time. I was like, okay, okay yeah, go to Priceline or whatever, booking.com. And he's like, I got us a place. It was just $40. Oh, sick. Yeah, and I think it was $40 a real. It might have been $40 total. Okay, can, wait, can I You can tell the story. Here we are. We're already one light out in the car. Okay, so we're in this large van. Um, the headlights are failing for some reason. We just getting we just got done playing a University of Chicago. University of Chicago. Really prestigious, amazing show. Amazing, amazing show in this auditorium filled with different art students. And one of the questions asked was what's it like traveling in like across the country doing amazing shows like this? And this was like a a good show, a college show. Okay, and we kind of had to step what is it like to be a successful artist? Or it was something like that. And it was like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real with y'all. <laughs> yes. We showed up in a van. We drove ourselves here. Like, We're yeah. successful. Changing yeah. out of our dirty clothes into nicer clothes without showering. Less dirty clothes. Face. But the thing is, like, that is successful. Like, it is successful yeah. to be able to have the opportunity to play. Yeah, to be paid. It's to so be paid true. to play and play music is a success. I'm not, you're right. I'm not saying that it, it's not successful. But it's not as luxurious. As it's the dream. No, no, no. I think, it's, I think yes. the comment we comes from... Paint, we were trying to paint a true picture of what it's like Dream to versus reality. As, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I think that she yes. was probably imagining something different. She probably had you guys coming in on maybe like a tour bus or something like that when you guys were like, no, oh, we literally sure. have this van. If somebody's got a jack, we've got a flat tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then that night... Okay, we wait, drove, so wait, Alan... Wait, 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 okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. okay, okay, so... The, okay. <clears throat> we leave. We leave the venue. It's an amazing uh, experience. Everyone's, like, exhilarated. We go and we're driving through Chicago on our way to Illinois. And we're like, let's get pizza. Obviously, <laughs> you're in Illinois. We had to pull over... Because the lights started flickering, and we thought it would be a good idea to get pizza while I tried to figure out the lights. So we stopped at this place, and and I went in, and went in, and they were like, "I was like, guys, you know, they said it's gonna be like half an hour for a pie or something. Can we wait that long?" And like at that point, like the lights, they totally broke. Yes. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we have time. Like, we have yes. all the time for all the pizza. We're just gonna, try, we're just gonna try and duct tape these flashlights to the front of the car. <laughs> and they're like doing all this electrical Close. wiring. Close. And then, well, after a couple hours of this, I think it was like an hour, two hours. It was completely dark. And we left Chicago, and we're like, okay, we're gonna go to this hotel that Alan booked. 
Mm-hmm. And then Gary, Indiana. in Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. And so we're like driving, like, and, and our lights went out completely at least once on, on the, the way, freeway. On the way there. And I oh. made sure that I was in the passenger seat so I could go and like crawl underneath the dash and and fix them while, while we were driving. driving. And it happened. It happened on the freeway. I crawled <laughs> and I like. You moved on a moving car on the freeway and under the seat to fix the dash? I hope you still had your seatbelt on. Wait, did you, could you do that from I, inside the van? Right, I did. Mother, <laughs> I had my... I was just like this! Anthony, I've forgotten your last name. How very dare you. Oh very dangerous. Bad! Dangerous, Anthony. Okay. I'll risk my life to save others. You know okay. what? You know what? Thank you for your, your service to others. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't pull over, but... Um, there was no shoulder. Was no I'm just imagining shoulder. like a No shoulder. There was no place to go. So then we arrived at the hotel that Alan booked us. Yes, yes. Was it on the spreadsheet? No, this was like a meeting at the hotel. It's got a big X next to it already. It was called The Night's Inn mm-hmm. in Gary, Indiana. This was a hooker. Hang Cocaine up. Exchange Hotel. I was just this about to ask. This was a hookup. It was like fucking. It's pretty gross. Like motel. There was a sign on the check-in window, which was like plexiglass, and it said "No refunds after 15 minutes." Oh, and, you can rent rooms by the hour. Really, Those are my he, favorite. You can survive 10 minutes. Yeah, no, I can hang there. He can hang and get a <laughs> refund after 10 minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so <laughs> our podcast is not into the first room, and the ceiling paint chips had fallen off and were all over the bed. Unreal. Like, yes, and Lisa, I think you turned to Ellen and. No, I didn't. You were like, why did you do? You never get to book a hotel. Lisa's true colors are coming out. It wasn't in the face. Hey, that's fair. I love it. I think I was still laughing at that point. Hey, if it was still above the shoulders, you're fine. You're safe. If it was like a womb punch, you're fine. Hey, nobody had a black light, did they? Okay, then the truth is still hidden. It's fine. To look for scorpions? What, what, are, you, what are we doing? Here? To look for anything that you don't want to ever find. Okay, <laughs> an- another question. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing in a band, you get all, like, on the po- after all of this, you get the fun side, you get to play for an audience, everyone's drinking, have a good time. I assume that you guys get to socialize with people afterwards, and everyone enjoys a good drink after the show, maybe during, I don't know. Um, so how do you guys drink during or after the show? And if so, who drives afterwards? How do you decide that? And That's a good question. That yeah. is a good question. Because I feel like in America it's quite hard, no? Because you have to drive somewhere to get somewhere. So Yeah. In Super Drum Man we keep pretty good tabs on each other. Like someone like at some point in the beginning of the night someone will be like, Oh yeah, I I'll only have a drink or two throughout the night and so it's like, you know, six hours later that we'll be driving so we know that person is the okay. chosen person the chosen if, one. if um if it's like if everyone's drunk then we'll try and like make some other accommodations like sometimes a venue will let you leave your gear 
mm-hmm. in the venue and you can come in the morning. That is really nice of them. Yeah. Um, and that's really like nice because also then you don't have to worry about the security of your gear overnight. And so yeah. we'll like maybe get a ride with someone else or walk to where we're sleeping or take a cab or whatever. Or go to a party. Leave the car. Leave the car there. Or go to a party. Or go to a party. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves the band members. The band members are cool. And, oh, Jesus. So, okay. That... But we're pretty careful about it. Sometimes there's someone on the tour who doesn't drink, but then you don't want them to have to drive every night. You don't yeah. want them to be the baby. That's not fair. Yeah. That's, their, that's their situation, though, for but not they drinking. Chose, that's they their chose their punishment. Their they chose that path. <laughs> Driving <laughs> over poison. And that is an interesting question because alcohol is so involved with the live music scene. Yep. Well, it gives you confidence. Uh, it gives you that like, the it can, it can. Well, it's it's in a bar. You go to the bar. It's not always in a bar. It's not. A, you're right. You're right. A but lot of shows. A lot of shows are in a bar, and you go there, and they're. They're there to sell drinks. Yeah. You know? They're there for people to come and get get crazy, you know? And yeah. you're the entertainment to and, do that. And the, ba- the band gets a tab at the bar, tab. right? Usually. The band gets like $20, $50 yeah, yeah, yeah. at a bar anyway. And also, if you're a band member and you're playing at a bar, usually part of your pay is it's hopefully tab. a meal that's and only like... 50% of the time or 25% of the time. And then the other thing, which is every single time, is two drink tickets. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of your pay every single night is to get drinks. Every yeah. bar I've worked yeah. at has always been that. Drinking, a meal you know? and a drink or a couple of drinks. So it can either go into like a terrible spiral mm-hmm. after months of traveling, drinking every single night. Yep. Or it can be a lot of fun if you know when to take breaks and how much you should consume. Yeah, and I, I mean, Secret Drum Band, and just talk about that because it's kind of evolved into this, like, different than what I used to do. But, like, we play a lot of universities and galleries and museums, so there's, like, no alcohol around. Um, there might be, like, kombucha in the green room or something, or tea. Yeah, which is an amazing And, and the shows tend to cool. be, like, earlier, and then... That's awesome. Well, and from That's what I awesome. remember of seeing you guys play was that the precision of all those drum rolls that were written out was just so important to be on that you couldn't have somebody just be belligerent and just like sit back true. and play. So true. like the, the more complex the music gets, the the more the, the more yeah. difficult it is to bring alcohol in. I think that to kind of wrap sure. this up, you guys kind of led me into this last question is that with kind of thinking about advice, if you could go back to 15 years ago when you guys, you know, 20 years ago when you guys first started doing this kind of thing, what would be an advice to some um, younger some, some younger musicians who are putting together a band and are trying to book a tour? What would be a uh, good little four-step plan for them or something like that? Just like, what, what's your best advice? Um, First Lisa, second Anthony. Work on, it, work on booking the tour as early as you can, but not too early that the bookers will forget about it. Like, there's a sweet spot, maybe like five months, four months before. Okay. And then just like make sure that really early that you start talking about promotion and how that's going to happen. So because a lot of people just book you and they think you're doing a favor, they're doing you a favor, but they're really not 
because you're just driving eight hours to play to nobody. Yeah. And then you're bringing audiences to them, right? So yeah, and, no, not usually. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. like, just make sure, just like, and don't feel bad about turning down shows. Like, be pickier, you know. But also, like, be open to like smaller towns and stuff, you know. That because uh, a lot of the best shows I've ever played have been in smaller towns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and there's definitely more enthusiasm there. I can see. I can see that. Um, and um, more appreciation. I think just like I mean, the planning I, I in general. I experience appreciation. It shows in bigger cities too, but like more enthusiasm. In more enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah um, what about yeah. you, Anthony? What's your what? What would be some golden advice from you? Uh, myself, I would say it's it's along the same lines. It's be realistic when you're traveling. And save money and budget for not making any money. I think yeah. that's important. I think that's very smart in life in general. Because <laughs> on the same on the same yeah. plane, don't be afraid to ask for money up front. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, we need to make 150 bucks. We need to make 200 bucks, or we can't do this. Do you think you'll be able to bring that in? Mm-hmm. And then the show person will have that in their mind, and they'll they'll make them promote it. We need to. So make I think it, asking yeah. for money up front. True. Honestly, kind of the a, best policy. Yeah. That's what I vote for and that my, plan. And my second thing would be like, be re, you know, be realistic. Be like, it's gonna cost this much money to drive to this next town. Mm-hmm. How much money do we need to make there? You know, like, is that possible? Is this show gonna be on the fun scale, or is it gonna be on the? The making our gas money scale. yeah 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 because sometimes it's worth it to give us sh- to play I mean, what we try and do is have anchor shows every time so that could be like a university show that's gonna be really cool that also pays a lot of money yeah. and then that just takes a little bit of anxiety out of it because you know okay at least we have enough money to pay everyone in the band and get where we need to go and I mean, then like that and then every, all the money you make on top of that is you know is this a sustain a tour or whatever, but like if your minimum's met by that, yeah. by that anchor. See, um, I was going to say like, what's the difference between balancing out uh, great publicity in a good show and money in a good show? Like imagine. Local bands, local band support. Okay. Is local the balance band support. though between it? Um, it depends how much you're getting paid, I guess. I mean. Cause I you want know. the publicity, right? From other yeah, states and sometimes to be you play, like, a show. Sometimes you'll play a show and there's, tons of publicity but there's no guarantee and then you'll sell tons of merch and so you're making your money selling your album and so okay. and all these people are excited and so that's awesome there's like different ways that new it could be awesome. okay yeah. so merch is yeah, another good way to make ways. money yeah. merch is a bit a big way to make money and release yeah. albums and keep on up to date with yeah. that stuff uh-huh. i've never okay i'll say this because a lot of people are listening to us talk about this and, and thinking, oh my God, everybody in the band comes back and gets paid money. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it is like that. A, a successful tour is everyone comes back and can find a new job <laughs> and we haven't lost a shit ton of money. Seriously, like you're think- breaking even. You have experience? Uh, most of these small even. tours... It's an amazing time. Everyone is good to each other. And it's this 
fun traveling experience that you go around getting to share your music with all these different new people. I love that. And that's the most important thing, right? That's what it's always been about. Like with me traveling, I've never done it with a mindset thinking I'm going to come back and buy a house. No. 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 Or buy a car. No. Or be able to quit my job. No. It's weird how many tours are canceled right now. Doesn't say that. Too. Well, yeah, 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 I, I can imagine. Maybe there's some weirdo band that's like Corona tour. Yeah, probably. Like, around like a bunch of idiots. Like Going to the churches around in Southern America. <laughs> all right okay well guys we have run out of time but thank you so much for all of that insight because i'm pretty sure everyone else like myself does not know what it's like to travel with a band so that's really interesting to know thank you very much and what's the name of your band this is the time for you to plug some 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 information yeah. to our listeners about your guys band um a band that we're both in is called secret drum band yes mm-hmm. um and then also coordination, which the album comes out soon this next month. Can yeah, we and find Jermaine's album comes out in June? Can awesome. we find everything on Spotify? Um, Secret Drum Bands on Spotify, but I encourage everyone to go to Bandcamp, Secret Drum Bands at Bandcamp.com because mm-hmm. you can actually stream and buy the album there. Awesome. Uh, Spotify is not paying artists, and we will. Oh. We will have coordination. Yeah, not that friendly to artists. And okay. um, I also just released a book called The DIY Guide to Drums. It's a guide to drumming. Great book. Um, that, that, that's probably by the time this podcast is out that the book will be released and available. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We will yeah. plug all of this. We'll get links to it and put it in the show notes. And thank you guys so much. Yes. Thank You're you so welcome. much, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much to Anthony and Lisa. That was a great insight to touring around the USA and with a few dodgy stories as well. Always got to have a couple. You do. I mean, they're band members. So. But yeah, what an interesting way to get to see a country and um, and just travel a little bit differently. Yeah. You can um, check out both of these guys' work. Um, if you do consult our show notes, we'll have everything that you need to find them. And yeah, thank you very much. Have a good day. <laughs>